Got it. I'm going to hit record. Just let okay. go. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know what, how we want to do this. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think we just basically, what's the premise here? Just going to talk about business, right? Like indie hackers, like kind of check into the week, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, I think that would be ideal. I think since this is the first episode, maybe trying to talk a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, what <laughs> like, we're both doing. Yeah, 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 exactly. What we, you know, where we're at, where like even what we come from. So I think that what I, what I want to do or sort of, you know, this is where the idea sort of came from is you and I have had similar paths for a while in terms of we became, we were doing economics, became software developers. I forget that sometimes to be honest with you. <laughs> I think uh, I, I don't forget that. I think I actually have some of your books uh, still with me, um, <laughs> and I have I have my books, of course. I've carried nice. them around. But yeah, we you know I kind of went into programming half a year, a year after you did, and part of it was for business. You know, I've always had this idea of doing some type of business on the side or something, and then I just fell in love with programming, and so I've been doing that for a while. But now you know that's that's back in my head, and I and I want to take a gamble. I want to take a chance, kind of thing. Um, and I know you've done a lot of, like, ever since I've known you, you've been doing businesses, I feel like, right? On the side and then more full-time. And I know you've been doing it for a while. Like, what was your last full-time product company that you worked for? Ted in 2015. Ted and then we left. I know. Time Jeez, flies. Really? Seven years ago? I know. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I relate a lot to what you said. I, ha- I have a lot of the same story and fell in love with programming and then, and then, you know, had a knack for business. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why we both got disillusioned with academia is because it was just slow moving. And one of the exciting things about programming besides the logic part that like appealed to that side of our brains was the self, uh, the ability to learn yourself on your own speed yeah. and just create something and not have to wait for anyone's like permission or timeline. So business naturally came out of that, just wanting to, you know, do your own thing but yeah i mean we did like i did like gator tutoring early on so i guess i've always done like teaching business and it's i've always wanted to make be able to make a living teaching i guess i'd never have still yet i mean i you know i think we had a lot to learn early on with the business and um just now feels like we're figuring out a good focus that has like a promising future i guess so there's like a lot of time spent consulting you know, so I didn't work full time. I haven't worked full time for a company since 2015, but I have spent a lot of time consulting. So it's not much different, really. Right. So you have done the consulting, partially consulting, partially building things on the side, which is right. basically what I'm trying to do. Like right. I, I did consulting for ThoughtBot for four years and then I'm doing consulting. But the aim is always to sort of slowly buy my time Yeah. to replace... I actually don't know. There's something I'd love to chat about because I think it's something I haven't decided in my head. And I, because I haven't decided, I haven't really committed. It's just like, do I want to build a side business that kind of complements? It's like a nice side income, but not mm-hmm. a full replacement. Or do I want to build a business that might require me to stop programming at some point and become, mm-hmm. you know, a CEO of a company mm-hmm. that has more people? And mm-hmm. I kind of fluctuate between those two. And I think that mm-hmm. kind of has been a, a problem. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's interesting. Like, I think my friends who are have successful businesses still deal with that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that probably won't go away. I don't think you necessarily have to have an answer for it. And I think wanting to start a business just because you want to start a business is fine. Right. I mean, I have reasons why I want to start a business. I'm curious. Yeah. What, like, why did you want to start a business? Because I literally couldn't work for somebody else. <laughs> I was... T- <laughs> I mean, I'm, that's honest. 
<laughs> I'm honest. Like I, I honestly, I, I, I'm able to stomach orders from bosses I felt were like, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a cynical view. But even even at Cornerstone, where I worked when we were at leaving grad school, like I stayed there for eight months and I was just going bananas, just going to work and felt like I was doing things like inefficiently or whatever. So I just wanted to do things for myself. You know, and that's a big reason. I think if I was on like a uh, high performance team, you know, like front end team at Stripe or something, I probably would be able to thrive in an environment like that because I would respect, you know, the team and my managers. There's talented people everywhere. So, I mean, there's been talented people at companies I've worked at. I think it's more just like the, yeah, it's hard for me to work for someone else. <laughs> you want to do it what is. you want to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's cool. And why it always seems like, you, and you mentioned this a little bit ago, there's always like a teaching component. You've always like migrated that way. Is that intentional yeah. or is that? I don't know. I, I no. I think I think like that's one of my that's like my zone of genius. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you've ever heard that term before, what energizes you, what you're good at, whatever the overlap between what yeah. people need, what energizes you, what you're good at, hmm. and you want to like hit all three. And I think I'm good at explaining things, and I like giving people aha moments when I'm explaining something and people like paying for education and are willing to. So yeah, I wanted to be professor, you know, so, and so this is kind of a natural next step, I guess, after that. But yeah, I like education. I I think it'd be fun. I mean, Ryan and I talk a lot about working on a product company and I think that'd be super fun too. I think education would be a big component of anything we did. So if we Mm -hmm. did end up with some sort of SaaS business product, software product, I would really want to invest in like the education learning side. I was like Wistia. They have a big learn section yeah, with all these cool videos, teaching them how to use the product, teaching people how to make better videos. So I think that's kind of what we would do too. Kind of like your brand marketing side of things is yeah. educating people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I love education. I think it's super important. And I think traditional education sucks basically. So um, <laughs> I mean, really. So, <clears throat> you know, we were in grad school. We were, we were TAs and writing papers and like, you know, how many people were impacted by our work on 10, 20, you know, you make a YouTube video and thousands, thousands of people. So part of it is the impact too. That motivates me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah. so what are you doing now? Yeah. Basically in 2015, me and Ryan started a screencasting site, embermap.com. We were teaching Ember front end development framework. And uh, we've been running that site ever since. Now we never got to run it full time because it never made enough money for us to ha- be able to stop consulting. There was a period in like 2019 where we were like, most focused on it and it was growing it was doing decent but ember itself was like not the best tool to base a business on because you know these kinds of businesses the profit is like a function of the popularity of the tool and ember wasn't as popular react Mm. came out became super popular so last couple years we've been figuring out you know kind of keeping ember map just at the status quo and uh, figuring out what we're going to do next and instead of starting another site like just for react just because it happens to be popular we find basically after a long time, we landed on let's just try to teach people and try to ride different waves and a combination of what's popular and what we like and motivates us and energizes us. But let's just do it on like Twitter and YouTube instead of going all in. Because one of the things that was frustrating about Embermap was like it was a monthly website yeah. where we made videos every month and got paid every month. So it felt like we didn't have a lot of optionality. Once we started and had customers, we had to make Ember videos. And it's fine. One thing to be on a content treadmill, you're always going to kind of be doing that if you're 
if you're doing this like audience building approach, but we couldn't like pivot. We couldn't change anything. I mean, it's Ember map. The company was called Ember map. So we had to teach Ember. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. originally we were like, that's a good thing because we're niched down and focused, but then it turns out maybe we're a little too niched down. You could have so, expanded um, to front end map or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We right. like renamed our podcast to front end first because that was still good for people even not doing Ember. So right. it was kind of this broadening out a little bit. And now we're doing consulting part time. So I do consulting like two days a week. Okay. And then the other, the rest of the time I, we do podcasts, we're doing YouTube videos and now we're working on a course, but it's a one-off course so that we can try to time box it, see how it does, and then be able to react and, you know, based on how it goes, as opposed to, again, diving into something that cuts off our optionality. So right. we're trying to give this uh, one one-time sale thing a try, basically. Got it. Like so, you mean one to sell? You mean like courses, not not recurring revenue type things. Exactly. Just gotcha. like we're, this one's going to be called probably. Well, we don't know the final name, but Framer Motion Recipes. It's going to be a course about Framer Motion, which is an animation library in React. Got it. Okay, and so it'll that's be like yeah. seven or eight videos, and we're hoping to have it done. You know, time box the whole course to like two months or something like that, and we kind of already started working on it. So okay. We have so, an email so you, list we're building up for it. Oh, cool. And how, how are you getting that email? Like, is, that, is there a landing page? Or we just, this- yeah, there's a little landing page at samselkoff.com slash framer dash motion dash course. But yeah, happy to like share the details of like how we're doing so far. Yeah. We have like 450 emails on there and we made this like three weeks ago. So yeah, basically, I think I've linked out to it like three or four times, like two YouTube videos that mention or or discuss framer motion mm-hmm. like i made a slider last week and it kind of animates using framer motion so at the end i just kind of say if you thought these details were cool working on a course with my buddy ryan where we're going to kind of go in depth on like seven or eight components using framer motion if you want to check it out and hear about us hear about the course as we build it out you can go visit this link and then i did it on some twitter threads that i did as well so did you that's do the, kind of the the podcast app is that framer motion the the Apple Music app, yeah, 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 that on Twitter, yeah, 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 that that was Frame of Motion. Yep, exactly. That really cool. Okay. Yeah, cool. thanks, man. That was my that was like my biggest tweet ever. Actually, I was surprised by how much it took up because I mean it was cool, but yeah, it did it did really really well actually. Well, it's it's well done. Like it's thanks. and it's high fidelity, right? Like seeing all I those think things. I that's was what really people neat. like is the details. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'm starting to figure some of the stuff out, but it takes, I mean, it takes a long time and it's a lot of experimentation and it's, uh, it's like, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. Okay. And do you know how much traffic like the, the YouTube versus Twitter kind of drives to your, to your sign? You know, I think YouTube is better, honestly, because like I'll have a tweet thread do pretty well and I'll get some amount of signups from it. But, you know, they only say like, I don't know, five, 10% of your followers sees any given tweet. Yeah. That's Um, unfortunate. And, uh, man, you, what I love about YouTube, since I've started working on it, I think I have like 9,000 subscribers now. I think I started during like the pandemic really going after it, but then I had like a long time where I was inconsistent. Consistency has always been my biggest problem with this stuff. My gosh, it's, it's, it's so draining though. Like the, the it is, but you, treadmill. but that, but you have to like, it's almost like you have to treat that as the problem. Right. So consistency is more important than like quality or. Hmm. like intensity way more important 
it's like working out. It's way better to like walk 30 minutes a day than to go to the gym and bust your butt for three hours and then like not go back for <laughs> five days or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, I mean, I was making a video a week this year and I did that for like 14 or 15 weeks straight. And then I just took two weeks off because I was like in Miami for React Miami and I just didn't get one out, but I felt bad about it. And then I made one last week. I'm about to publish one either today or tomorrow. So sometimes you have to be like, all right, well, what's the best video I can get out this week with the mm -hmm. time I have left? And a lot of times it's not, I mean, I don't like any of my videos, but you know, <laughs> you, you, you have to just, it's the time boxing thing. Yeah, so yeah. that's been something that we've learned, trying to learn. And it's definitely uncomfortable, but I think, it, I think you get better at it, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. but, but we've, we've gone through like burnout or just gone through overextending ourselves and that's not sustainable. So that's not, that's not really an answer either. How are you managing that? Like, how, so, so just to, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but how, how do you, how much time do you spend on a video per week? For, for example, well, if I've you're been, time boxing it. Just this week I started calendaring and like literally like, have you ever heard this term? I don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. Oh, interesting. No, but that makes sense. So instead of prioritizing your schedule, I need to do a YouTube video first, right. then I need to do this. And then it's like, it doesn't happen because, well, first of all, that's like a very big project. And yeah. so how do you start that? Breaking it down is good. So coding up a demo for this week's YouTube video, that sounds fun. You know, I can yeah. like look over some things and explore some ideas. And then instead of scheduling your prior, prior instead of prioritizing your schedule, you schedule your priority. So my priority is to code the demo for this week's YouTube video. Where, when am I going to do that? Okay, put it on the calendar. Right. So this week, I think I, I have like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. I spent like maybe seven, let's say like seven or eight hours. And most of that was, you know, five of it over the course of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Some just at night hacking and, and sometimes pairing with Ryan was like it's like a calendar thing i'm doing and i wanted to do animated calendars and we decided like we couldn't get all the details working so that's something that's going to kind of carry over so it's almost like some of that time was like r d for next week got it okay and then and then figuring out what the actual video is going to be and then doing a little prep and then shooting it and i shot it yesterday and so it's almost done you know the, the whole process for publishing now just to publish it so i'm going to watch the edit we have an editor who does like the first pass does a, gets a lot done for us which is oh, nice. nice saves me probably like two hours hour or two probably like yeah hour and a half two hours and then i'll just publish it and um so I'll probably have like another two hours or something so maybe like anywhere i've done youtube video in five hours you know end cool. to end and then i've done them in like 20 or 25 some of my, <laughs> oh my more gosh. complicated ones so yeah right. it takes a long time to make videos for sure okay and i've been doing it for years i mean i've been doing videos for years but yeah it's, right uh, so you, you have some skills in video making and editing and all this stuff and like recording yeah and even then it's taking you between five and 25 hours. that makes sense yeah it should take faster i mean we do like uh, i think there's a lot of things we could do to improve to in improve that like jeffrey way from Laracasts can sh he does like that guy makes videos really fast he started using footage too with his camera before he just did a screencast mm. but yeah there's some times where i can do it pretty quick but it does yeah it does kind of take a while and where does the time boxing come in then like if it takes between five and 25 hours how are you time boxing are you saying like i'm on we're always trying new things so like this week i was like i want to record by wednesday night gotcha. because i'm traveling thursday night tonight actually and then so i wanted to record by wednesday night so like we were going down this path with the calendar 
once we realized like the animation stuff was going to be too much for one video, we wanted to do a URLs tied to like, so you could select a date and it updates yeah. the URL so you can like reload it and get the meetings for that date. And that was too much too, to like build that <laughs> in, as, on top of the Tailwind UI calendar, which we got from Tailwind UI and then like made it actually functional with React. Okay. And it was like, you know, it was like yesterday it was, I, I knew I wanted to record around like two o'clock or three o'clock and yesterday, I think it was like yesterday morning before lunch and we were doing that and we were like, all right, we had to just like, yeah, scope hammer, you know, just right. cut scope and just, this is just going to be about building the thing, which is fine. We'll still have some cool stuff in there. And so that was it. So that helped this week. I'm not really good at this. Usually like <laughs> last week or the week before it dragged on and also it was Friday and I hadn't, I don't, I didn't have the code ready yet. And you know, we have other things going on during the week too, but it was Friday. I didn't have the code ready yet. And uh, you know how code is like gotcha. when I've done courses where you're building an app you know, I build the app, like the clone of Discord I did for my Tailwind course or whatever. And then you go through it. That's a lot easier because you have it all there. YouTube, it's easy because you're needed. You're just doing what you like that week. But it's hard because you're kind of starting from scratch. It feels like sometimes. And so sometimes I'm better about extracting things I've already done. So the code mm. prep isn't. That's where the unknowns, unknowns are. It's gotcha. the coding, just like in consulting, like just like in so in programming, like mm -hmm. you want to do this. How long will it take? Like estimates don't work in software. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not and it's not like you have sort of a sample app that you keep building and you keep adding things. And so like, I mean, I've done that before. Like sometimes I will like I think next week, actually, I'm going to take the calendar I built in this video that I'm publishing today or tomorrow and then add URL to right. it. And then maybe the next week I'll add the animation to it so that will be nice if that kind of thing happens i can make a video really quick that week you know what i mean right it's like you were saying before you would you've done a lot of like sort of prep work for the next exactly few weeks because it's going to become a quote-unquote series i don't know if you call them series yeah or whatever, yeah but Something they're all like somewhat interrelated exactly like i did okay. that in suspense at the beginning of the year react suspense when i was learning about it and i have like four videos on that and that was nice you know got it got it so you're doing consulting and you're doing videos and you said you have other things during the week are you doing something else or like this is this is your it's mostly time. that we have a podcast we do as well that's right but, and then and then we're doing the course so oh gotcha okay yeah so the core we started the course i mean okay. it hasn't been we don't have that much into it we've just been exploring but we we need to and we need to time box it so like we otherwise it's gonna take six months to build it you know mm -hmm. there's like a six week version of this course there's a six month version of this <laughs> course there's a six day version of this course right so we want yeah. the six six to eight week version of it okay and then, yeah, also trying to grow Twitter, you know, try to, that doesn't really get scheduled yet, but like that did, like that, that Apple Music demo and that thing took a long time, obviously. So yeah, I can't imagine. I know yeah. when I saw that, I was like, this, t this would take me days. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. That, that it, kind of fidelity and everything. And yeah, I just, I just, yeah, <laughs> I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> oh gosh. Like for tweets? I don't know. Tweet, yeah, anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, why don't you... So, so yeah, that's basically what's going on with me. Basically, like at a high level, trying to grow our audience on Twitter and YouTube. And, you know, when we started Ember Map, it was like we have this website and then it's like, how are people going to hear about it? So yeah. they always say like your first company, you think products everything yeah. and then you fail. And then your second company, you realize distribution is everything. Yeah. Because like a lot of the things, products that we all use are not necessarily like the best versions of it. They're the ones that we hear about. Right. We might not even know if they're the best versions. Like we exactly. Just because we 
someone referenced them or we saw them or whatever. Exactly. But that's actually like the most important thing because if you are making something you think people are going to stand a benefit from, they have to hear about it or else they're never going to benefit from it. So that's where this audience first approach to business building comes from, where Mm -hmm. you, you try to share knowledge and share value with people for free on Twitter and YouTube or whatever your platform of choice is. Yeah. And those become your distribution channels. So once we have a course we can sell, it's kind of like a funnel. Like when people find me and they like what I have to say and how I explain things and they follow me on YouTube, that's where it ends. Or they follow me on Twitter. That's where it ends. So we're trying to have some one more step in the funnel where people, if they want to dig deeper, then they can purchase something and that will in turn help us create more content, get away from consulting and sustain the whole teaching thing all together. So that's kind of the idea. Do you have a newsletter or email list or something where you like uh, where these things can funnel into? So you don't yeah. lose like, you know, the, those, I don't know what they call it, but like platform risk or whatever. Yeah, that, platform platform risk. risk might be different. It's like if a platform you're building on top of, then uh, like a Google API changes things or something or, or, or adds, like you, adds your company as a feature to Gmail or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You build a Shopify add on and then Shopify builds it natively yeah. and then your toast kind of thing. That's, I guess that's platform risk, but in your, but case, yeah, like, I know what you're meaning. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you don't, you don't really own your Twitter followers. Exactly. Yeah. Twitter changes you, the algorithm. Your, your Twitter your following goes away. Yeah. I was trying to think about something funny to say about Elon Musk. Insert joke. Here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an email. We had one for Ember Map and that was good. I think if we get back to another website, that will be that funnel. But I didn't want, I don't have a personal email list. That's just like, that's mm-hmm. probably a great idea, but it's like, I don't, I don't really want to do that right now. I just don't. It's just one more thing. We're building an email list for the course. And I think mm-hmm. if the course is right. successful enough for us and we do it again and we do it a third time, now we'll have emails if we want to start a new website with a recurring video thing where we can publish to, which is something that's in our mind. We would turn that list into that list basically. And then there would be a way for people to like hear about all the new content we're making there. But for now, I just want to it's a, a walk before you can run. Still sure. trying to grow the Twitter thing and the YouTube thing too. Like those numbers are still pretty pretty low, but they're getting higher. Um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned them low. They sound high to me because I don't do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I know there's like super high numbers for those things. Like the kinds of yeah. followers people have in YouTube, YouTube in particular, right? They grow well. I guess Twitter as well. YouTube um, can grow very very fast. Yeah, but again, it's like you shouldn't even think about that until you're making a video a week for a year. Yeah, something like that i imagine you know what i mean yeah uh, and i imagine the attrition rate is pretty high right like the, the churn rate i guess or something like people who stop following maybe or i don't know if you don't actually publish. if you don't publish yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah right okay yeah huh so yeah that's kind of the nutshell oh man okay what about you man what are you what's the what do What's, your weeks look like? What right am now? I even doing? Yeah. What, <laughs> what are you doing aside from standing uh, by trees? I am doing almost full time consulting, right? So, like, my first idea was I worked at Thoughtbot and I Thoughtbot, we had four days of consulting, one day of investment day, which meant I wrote blog posts, I worked in open source, that kind of thing. But more and more, I wanted to do something on the side and I was doing things. Like, I started writing uh, test driven development with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, that's online. It's sort of halfway done. Something I'm actually going to revisit. But and then I started building a, a testing live view course. Mm-hmm. 
but I started running out of time, right? Like that was my mornings. Like I'd wake up at five in the morning or six in the morning, work a, like an hour on the thing and then, you know, do normal work. And it started becoming unsustainable. Like there's periods of times when I can do that, but if anything, so I have two kids yeah. and a wife, right? And so like if I, if anything gets messed up there, like one of the kids all of a sudden is having a regression in sleep and they wake up every night, you know, and it, it yeah. sort of throws the whole thing uh, yeah. away. Um, and with testing live, you it's there's that thing where once you sell it, you start feeling this responsibility, right? Mm. Like I did the open access. As soon as they did the open access, and people bought the course, and it wasn't even like a, a huge success or anything. So huge success for what I wanted, but you still feel that I, I, I at least I felt that like I need to now keep producing this content, keep finishing it, right? Um, yeah. Until it's done. Because people have paid me money for it. Like people are expecting this. And I can't do it. You know, I can't have these like uh, sort of do it in the morning and not and not have a, a ability to be consistent. Yeah. Because um, if I have like a month, uh, you know, two, three months where my kids are not sleeping or something and I have, you know, have to deal with it, uh, you know, I, then I'm not going to produce the, the, the videos and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, all these things. And as always, I've been wanting to do business for a long time. That's mm-hmm. actually why I got into programming because mm-hmm. I wanted to build a website of some kind, I forget what. Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I thought it was so expensive. <laughs> I was like, I, I bet I can program. <laughs> but but yeah, so right now it's like four days consulting. So anyway, I, I translated the thought about thing. Like, let me do four days consulting on my yeah. own. And in do, instead investment of investment day. time, be thought about blog posts and open source. Let right. me see if I can do things that are, you know, mine. Right. And so, you know, I mentioned this a little bit before, but I'm in between. Like, I don't know if I want to... so. There's a problem with this is that I started two companies at one, right? Not they're not two companies legally, yeah, but yeah. I now have a consulting business right. that I need to make sure is sustainable and grows, and you know I need to do like marketing for it, if you will. Or like right. that's I, I I love writing, so I write blog posts. Right. But I need to make sure that I have clients. I need to right. make sure that this can this thing can grow. And on the other side, I want to do things with my investment time that eventually replace. That, that are not like selling my time, right? Like consulting, if you don't work, you don't get paid, right? right. That's the kind of thing. And so I want to figure out other things to do yeah. uh, that, that are not like one-to-one time to money. But the problem, and I knew this going into this, is that you sort of have two, now you have two masters, right? Like do I spend time growing consulting? Right. Or do I spend time growing the other? Yeah, we've, we've had this exact problem a lot over the last, I guess, what, six, seven years we've been together because embermap.com our website we also are embermap and that's how, how we do consulting so okay. it's oh. always been like that we've actually gone through periods where we paid a business coach to help us get better at consulting and that was worth it but you're you're it's kind of what you're saying you're you're serving two masters at that point you're serving that master which means you're not serving the the product yeah. or the course master right so it was worth it. It was. It's. I feel like it's good to get good enough at consulting that you can just turn that faucet and like get that cash if you need it. Yeah. And I've we've definitely gotten a lot better at consulting since we started for sure. Just the kind of contracts we can get, the terms we can ask for, and which gives us the freedom to work on our own stuff. So I do think there's a lot. There's like a lot of high yield like information you can learn about that stuff that will make your life easier when you're trying to like balance these two things. Yeah. But the hourly billing stuff, the hourly working stuff is really hard. I mean, we still struggle with it. It's it's hard. It yeah. it takes it it just yeah. So, yeah. It's actually but and, and the thing is like 
because I did consulting with Thoughtbot for four years, I have a lot of I'm pretty good at it. Like I, I yeah. actually feel fairly confident. Like I don't not feel, just the coding part, but the part of like working with clients. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I feel like that's one of my strengths. Relative, that's great. Like I don't call myself a contractor, for example. I have yeah. I make a very clear distinction with contractors because I've seen how contractors work. Where it's yeah. like I work by the hour and you give me tickets and I like yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. implement the thing, right? Like that's not what I do. I yeah. go and my aim is to help my clients yeah. succeed, right? And so part of that is code, but like yeah. I also want to challenge my clients or right. encourage them to understand their like their users and is right. this something we need to build and right. how to that's prioritize. Great. That is how great. To, that's kind of the like, stuff that we went we learned as well. And a lot of that I learned with Thoughtbot, right? Like nice. how do we difference build... between a consultant and like a freelancer, basically. Exactly. And yeah. like you want to um like I try to improve every aspect of my clients, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the team, the organization, like introducing retrospectives and trying mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. like getting better all the time, continuous mm-hmm. learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these things I like to bring into it. And so that's not like I, I feel confident in that area. The difficult part is where's my next client going to come from, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the same thing of like distribution except discoverability, right? Who's mm-hmm. who's going to know about me mm-hmm. in like right. my, you know, my current engagement, you know, when it ends, how am I going to get the next client or why would they want to work with me? Or another one is like, I feel confident in my abilities, but like, how do I communicate that to people who never worked with me? Right. Mm -hmm. Like ThoughtBot has the brand. They, that is one of the most powerful things about it. There's so much inbound and like, they already have this reputation, which is well-earned and it's through many years. Right. Right. But like, why would someone work with me who who doesn't know who I am? So a lot of my work right now has come because people know me from ThoughtBot or, right. you know, they've known me sure. from that area, like where pe- people have worked with before, like things like that. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things where like the minute that dries out, which maybe will never dry out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just a, something in my head. But the minute that dries out, you know, I need to have have a pipeline so that I don't have yeah. to worry about that. Like I would like it to be more automatic. Like I know this pipeline is taken care of so that yeah. I can focus on replacing my time. Right. Yeah, with us, it was nice because we had the Ember Map podcast with embermap.com. We were teaching Ember. Right. And so we had a ton of inbound stuff. So we never really, really had yeah. to look. I mean, when we, were, we we just didn't happen to have a client, I could just tweet something out, you know, mm-hmm. and find someone that way. So that was nice, you know. And it happens to us today with Frontend First because we talk about technical stuff. People listen to us for yeah. many, many episodes and they like, Again, they like the way we think and talk and what we have to say. Mm-hmm. And so they want us on their team to help their team out, level up or whatever, you know. So podcast is actually pretty good for that. Technical podcast or technical videos or, I mean, you know, your articles and stuff too. And that's, yeah, that's sort of what I've been, like, my strategy for that is I, a lot of, I mean, I like writing. So a lot of, you know, Elixir content is what I'm trying to focus on uh, in my blog post so that there's, that kind of thing, right? Like when I have a need, there's people who follow me on Twitter and I can right. reach out to people and, and see and get clients that way. So we'll see. Like I haven't had to do that yet just because I've had enough inbound again from other sources. Yeah. Maybe that, you shouldn't worry about it then. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, but still comes to the question of time, right? Like yeah, like I need to keep writing Elixir blog posts or at least that's what I think in my head. Like I should probably keep writing Elixir blog posts. Are, to so you're writing on that things. on your investment my my Fridays tend to be. You're writing that on your blog personal blog? Yep. Yeah. German Velasco. <laughs> <laughs> April. Yeah. Okay, so April, May. So people can sign up at the bottom of your They blogs. can. There's also there's there's Elixir newsletters that 
usually feature some of my articles when I write them, which is great. Like I get a lot cool. of inbound that way or a lot of, you know, like readers at least. I recently cool. added that that little form at the bottom, like a newsletter type thing. Nice. Um, maybe a week or two. Yeah, ago. it looks like you've been writing pretty consistently this year, dude. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying a little bit more. Looks great. Not a blog post a week. That's a hard, that's a hard goal to hit. But I think you should do that. Honestly. I should do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And again, if it's Friday and you have one hour left, what's the best blog post I can write in an hour? It's not going to feel good, but <laughs> no, really. Yeah. I mean, it's uncomfortable, yeah, it but you, you, it's, 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 it's the consistency is at this for this stuff is the most important thing. Yeah. How, so yeah. Is this email list growing? It's growing very slowly. Like I, it's not something I publicize or anything. It's just, I added that form at the bottom of the thing. Uh, that's it. Like that's all I've done. I think most people come to Twitter surprisingly. Like, you know, that's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, maybe a tweet thread a week instead of a blog post. No. I, so there's, a th <laughs> I know people do that. I have this like reluctance to it. I don't know why. I just, I'm, I don't want to write tweet threads. I like writing blog posts. You can write a blog post, but how are people going to find it? Right. Like how often are people going to twitter.com versus hermanvelasco.com? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but um, you have to you have to like this is a dude with this game, like it's not a game. It's actually the wrong way to think about it. The reason you want to take Twitter seriously is not because you don't like writing Twitter threads, it's because you're meeting people where they're, where they're at. at. Yeah, right. exactly. 100%. And if you want to reach more people and you feel like your content is actually valuable and helpful to someone. It's your job to help them find it. Right. And uh, that's part of being an entrepreneur. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I post them on, on Twitter, but creating a tweet thread. That's good. Well, yeah, but okay. So I can tell you why. And I did the same thing. And I'm still doing the same thing. Actually, when I do a new video, my new video tweets look just like your new blog post tweets. And, uh, yeah, and you know, my I, buddy I mean, Adam on, has been telling Twitter, me how bad that is. So long, I'm so lazy. I keep doing it. So, you know, with Twitter, you don't. Again, you have to be empathetic to your audience and people who uh, want to learn from you. And if you find yourself scrolling Twitter <laughs> and you see a tweet like that with a link out to it, you actually probably won't click on it that often. What you click on are good sure. good tweets that have more thought put into them and share some you know more authentic authenticity. You know, if I was talking to you. And you told me about a blog post you just wrote. You wouldn't say, yeah, I wrote a short post about X units, start supervised to function for better clean. I mean, that sounds like an automated marketing thing, yeah, yeah, really. Sure, and I'm sure. partly telling you this to, no, I, love I need, it. To, hear it to, out, yeah, I need yeah, to hear yeah. it out loud myself too, because I, I do the same thing. You know, I think a better version of this would be, you know, like a snippet it, from it or something. Exactly. You know, your tweet could say, yeah, like, how would you say that to me? Like, how would you talk to me about it? You would say, what would you say? You know, <laughs> Ooh, on yeah. the spot. Okay. Yeah, just talk to Let's me. See. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the, this, it's it's an interesting function because it's helpful for cleanup, even though it starts. It's like starting a process. So it, all it's doing is it starts. It lets you run tests in parallel and cleans them up. No, no. This is this is like that was a different blog post. Okay. So I'm referencing a previous blog post. Okay, okay. The article, but what this function does is it lets you start a process. From, so you're starting a process from your test process. That's what we were uh -huh. doing in, in the previous blog post. Like we were starting. Okay. A, a, you have a test process, right? In Elixir, everything's a process. So you're running. You're running your test in a process. You're starting this other process that is like the actual thing you're going to test. 
Mm-hmm. You could think of it almost like an object, right? You're, you're starting something they are going to test. Mm-hmm. Well, the start supervise allows you to start that process under a supervisor, mm-hmm. the, te- the test supervisor, so that when your test is about is, is exiting, it actually cleans up that extra okay. process so that it doesn't like leave it orphaned, right? Like it's not like a process yep. that's just hanging around. Yeah. So, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so you want to tweet that's like basically that. You right. Know yeah. What I'm tweeting something like that. That's helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you don't want you don't I don't want a short post about for a better cleanup. I want to hear why it mattered to you. Why yeah. why you care about it. And it's like this uh, Cypress test function is awesome because I just cut down my test run time since it re- lets me run in parallel. I know that's not what you're talking about, but like <laughs> that's what I would say. Check out how to do it here or so, something like that. Just to, yeah. just to, those little tweaks. It takes a little bit more effort, but it's really worth it, I think. Yeah. No, yeah. That's good. Yep. Okay. But cool. you are I have seen you over the past year or two like you know, the, the Elixir status by Elixir status hashtag and getting more recognition and stuff. So I think just, I think it's the right direction. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, this is, this is one side, right? The other side is like yeah. doing, doing other things. Um, and I, I don't know, but like I have other things that I'm doing and, you know, we can, I don't know if we want to dive into that right now. I, I, yeah. I, we can probably wrap this up pretty soon for this yeah, week and pick it back up next week. But the short answer, I think, for well i can tell you what the answer was for me which was the same thing like we have this extra time some some of which some extra time we kind of bought for ourselves what do we do and again our first time we went right into error map and then this time around it's kind of like you're doing this teaching thing and this is one way to do it like people start businesses all sorts of ways but this is like the audience approach which i think is less risky which is like you're already blogging, you're already teaching. So you want to find your like tribe or whatever. You want yeah, yeah. to find the people, so again, who stand to benefit from you and what you have to say and want more. And the way we're looking at it and the way, again, my friends who are, are pretty successful in this area kind of look at it is like those people will tell you what to build. So you shouldn't have to be picking an idea out of thin air. They're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Once you have thousands of people following you on Twitter or YouTube, they're going to people are going to start asking, man, I'd love to see a full stack next course, man, can you do more on frame or motion? And then it's like, okay, you already have like your idea validated and you already have your distribution channel that, which you can sell it to. Built yeah. in. Right. So you don't have to necessarily answer that question. I think if you keep working on this, the blogging stuff, which is obviously coming natural to you and you like doing, you know, again, another reason Twitter is good is because you can engage with the people who are reading your stuff. You don't just lose them for sure. So, yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll I'll say this for next time, but I'd love to like that presupposes you want to start a business doing something that's content driven. Maybe no, I don't think so. At least it has to be the same audience, though. Well, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it does. Right. It does. It, it. But yeah. So, but but if you don't want that to be your audience, then why are you blogging? Because <laughs> I love it. I love. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But then but, you shouldn't no, care about right. how you should. It's not. It's because you love it. It's not because right. you're trying to help other people. And well, that See what and, I'm saying, and that I mean, and, and growing and, and the consulting side, right? That's kind of where this is. Okay, so that's yeah. different. Then that's different. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's different. So and, that, yeah, so yeah, let's let's pick it back up next week, dude. This was okay. awesome. Nice. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate of course. It. You too, man. Awesome. I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. All right. See ya.